Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Harley, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. The Bible says we overcome him with the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So we've come to that part of the service where we want to just glorify God for what he's done in our lives. Let's give a big round of applause as Sister Joelle comes to share her testimony. Hallelujah. I'm very grateful to be standing here sharing my testimony again. And for those of you who are tired of seeing me here, I can't help it that God has been very good to me. (laughs) Hallelujah. My testimony, once again, is about the power of the communion videos. And I just want to encourage everybody to take them very seriously. Um, So a while ago, I started my uh, master's degree. And the way in which my master's is structured is that Rather than submitting a final thesis at the end of the year, I was required to publish three of my chapters, and at the end of those three publications, then I would be eligible to graduate. So there's one particular chapter that I've been trying to publish for over two years now, and it's been a struggle. And you know that two years is a maximum period for um, a master's degree, so it's been long overdue. And I had sent it to various journals, international journals, local journals, some of them would reject it in under 24 hours. They would literally look at it and just send it back. And then there was a one journal, which was a very good journal, an international one, that I sent it to late last year. They finally responded to me and said that I should do some corrections on my publication. They asked for, it was just four corrections. It took me about an hour to do that. So that was a good step, and I was so grateful to God. And then I sent it to my supervisor, who was supposed to submit by a particular deadline, and then he completely forgot about it. This was in April, and it was over the Easter weekend. So it was due the Thursday before uh, Good Friday, and then he sent me an email the following week and said, oh, I need to see you. We need to discuss something. And when I walked into his office, here was my paper open on his computer, and I almost collapsed because it was after the deadline. Now, the implications of that was that if it was sent after the deadline, they would take it as a new submission, which means that I would go through the whole year's process all over again. So I was so disheartened and I was so discouraged that I just gave up on it. I didn't bother to follow up. I didn't check on them. Nothing. And then a few weeks ago, um, during the communion, Bishop said that in two weeks you are going to hear good news. And for, for me, I, I received that, and I knew that it had something to do with my academics. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that it had something to do with my work. And then two weeks exactly to the date from me listening to that message, I received an email, and they said, Dear Ms. Penniston, um, your work has been accepted for publication. Here is the paper. Please double check if it's the correct version of the paper. And as I stand today, something that would have taken me another year or two, it is published right this morning. So I just want to give glory to God. 
because this also means that my long-awaited promotion, which is my graduation, will be coming in April 2018. Thank you. Amen. Glory be to God. Continue clapping your hands as Sister Madeline comes up to minister to God in song.
stand to your feet, let's pray. Stand to your feet, let's share a word of prayer. Wow. Beautiful. Though we are many, we are one body. We are one body in Christ. Though we are many, we are one body. We are one body in Christ. Though we are many, we are one body. We are one body. So, I want, as we are singing this song, I want you to get out of your seat, say hello to five people, hug six people, greet one another with a holy kiss, wherever you are. And Bible says, be affectionate one to another. All right, let's go. Though we are many, we are one body. Give somebody a hand. Show somebody some love. people, ten people, greet one another with a holy kiss, with a holy kiss. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Father, thank you for this wonderful gathering of the saints. Speak your word into our hearts. Fill us with the spirit of love to your glory. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated. Wow. I'm already blessed. I said I'm already blessed. Wow. Well, it's Sunday. And I believe God has something for us. Somebody say amen. Amen. Last week I began to share with you a very interesting series which I titled How to Enjoy Life in the Church. And I want to continue today and probably next Sunday. Somebody say amen. Amen. Good. So last week we read our main scripture which is from Deuteronomy chapter 12, I think verse 5. The Bible says that unto the place which the Lord shall choose out of all the tribes to place his name there, there shall you seek, and thither shall you gather. Amen. Say amen. Amen. So Bible says that God has chosen a special place to put his name there. This is the place where God has chosen to put his name. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says we should seek it and we should gather there. I mentioned last week that one of the easiest things for you to do as a Christian is to come to church. Because it's an instruction from God. It says we should seek his house and we should gather there. Amen. Wonderful. And I said that for us to have people gathering in the church consistently and constantly, we need to make life enjoyable in the church. I established that anything you do, you must enjoy it. Amen. I see you enjoying your life. I see you enjoying your marriage. I see you enjoying your school. I see you enjoying everything that you do. If you have children, I see you enjoying them. I enjoy my children very much. We are always fighting, but we enjoy it. Let somebody say amen. Yeah, I enjoy them very much. I have four boys in my house. It's not easy. It's not easy in that house at all. But we are always happy. Hallelujah. Even I said, even in our fights, we are happy. Amen. Wonderful. Now, apart from enjoying life, enjoy life, enjoy life in the church. So I mentioned that there are a couple of things we have to do to be able to enjoy the church or to make the church an enjoyable place. Amen. I mentioned that. One of the things we need to... I mentioned five things. Let's go through them quickly. And then we go on to today's installment. I'm sure you are waiting for where we broke off last Sunday. I'm coming there. I'm also waiting for it. Don't worry. I came prepared. Number one, we said that we must love one another. Is that not so? Look, the main thing for this series is loving one another. Because once we get that right... All the other things become easy. Amen. We must love one another. In the church, there must be love. People must love each other. Amen. 
why Jesus said, John 13, 31, he said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. So when you love one another, people will know that you are my disciples. Do you get it? There must any, love is the greatest force in the world. And in any relationship, be it pastor, church members, um, husband, wife, friends, brothers, sisters, love is the underlining force. If there's no love, the relationship will not last. And anything you put, when you put in love, you get love. Bible says, be not deceived, whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. So if we put love into the church, we will reap love. We love Jesus because he loved us. Bible says, God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were unworthy, Christ died for us. Because of that, we give Christ love in return. Hallelujah. So any relationship, husband, wife, children, if you don't put in love, you don't get love. It's very simple. Some of our men, I don't know where we grew up and which cartoons we were watching when we were young, but we grew up with the mind that when you have a wife, she must be afraid of you. So when you come into the house, you are like Terry the Terrible. Yeah. Not, not this Terry. I mean, Terry the Terrible. Titi, Terry the Terrible. Or BB, Big Bobo. When you come, it's like everybody should run away. I knew a man like that. When he's coming with his car, all the children in the area run away. Yeah. I mean, a very wild man. Not his children. All the children in the area, they start to run away. And I don't know what so happened. We used to like to go to his house for one reason or another, which cannot be mentioned in today's preaching. When we hear, you see, when you hear sudden, and chaotic movement. Nobody should tell you that he's coming. You don't need to see. Jesus said, blessed are they who though having seen yet believe. Do you see? So you don't have to see that he's coming. You have to believe by the signs occurring. If you doubt, that day you will meet God. Look, there was a wild dog behind his house. When he's coming from, you can't go out the main road because he's coming from that direction. So you jump the wall. Sometimes we could take a chance with the wild dog. And me, I don't like dogs. No, I've told you before. When they are wild, they are too wild. When they are friendly, they are overly friendly. So, I don't like dogs at all. And don't look at me in the Bible. Even the Bible doesn't like dogs. The Bible, Hebrews 3 to the Bible says, beware of dogs. No, it's in the... Oh, please give them those scriptures. Beware of dogs. The Bible also says, outside are the dogs. So, don't blame all them. Even those who were writing the Bible, they were also afraid of dogs. Yeah. Sometimes we would jump into where the dog is just to avoid this man. 
What am I talking about? Have you given them that script? Find it for them. Philippians 1. 3, 2. Thank you. No, I want to show them this one, then I go away to my preaching. Please, you can see. Beware of dogs. Three people you should be always careful of. Dogs, evil workers, and the concision. You should always be afraid of them. <laughs> what a shock. Anyway, that's by the way. Uh, I want to that the pastor uh, doesn't like dog. No, please, like dog. You, your dog is nice. Your dog is very nice. Recently, I went somewhere with my children. We saw some, the dogs are bigger than my children. I said, what a dog? You, even the head of the dog, you... Then the man said, oh, it will not bite. I said, look, an animal is an animal. The way it is grinning its teeth, you say it will not bite. Hmm. Anyway, back to what I said, whatever you put in any relationship is what you get out. If you put in fear, you get fear. If you put in meandos, you get meandos. Simple. I said, if you put in what? You get what? As the president said. Put in love, you get love. Anybody you love, generally they respond with love. Yeah. So love must fill the church. When anybody comes to the church, they must feel that these people are very loving. Hallelujah. You will be very loving. Yeah. I said you will be very loving. Yeah. Number two, we said what? Support one, support one another. Is that not so? Number three, we said that what? Build up one another. When you interact with somebody, let the person be built up. Let the person feel encouraged. Let the person feel strengthened. Not reduced to nothing. Hallelujah. And I said one of the main things we reduce people is by our words. And one of the main ways we build up people is by our words. When you say, oh, you're looking very, very handsome. The person feels confident. The person feels six foot tall. Yeah. When you look at them and say, ah. What type of hairstyle is this? Did you look in the mirror before you came to church? Did, did your mother see you? Immediately you kill all their confidence. The whole day they'll be moving throughout the day thinking, where did I get it wrong? What did I do that I wasn't supposed to do? Why? Why? Oh. And there's always, no matter how horrible people are, there's always something good about them that you can't tell them. And sometimes, even when you want to tell them the negative thing, the way you get their attention is by telling them the positive thing. So when you finish, oh, but change this one a little. They are encouraged already. Yeah, they don't feel like it's a witch hunt. Let somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. No, don't worry. I've, this message I've preached before, it's not my first time preaching. I preached somewhere, half of the church was crying. So, quiet. Any other, any response you have, I'm ready for it already. Do you understand? I've seen it before. It's like a deja vu. I'm back again. Do you get it? <laughs> so do I. Number four, I said what? Encourage one another. Then number five, I said what? Greet one another with a holy kiss. Oh, me too. Why did I say that? Number six. Okay, number five. We saw in five, four different places. And surprisingly, this week I saw in a fifth place 
where Paul says, greet, this time they said, greet one another with a kiss of love. First ah. Peter chapter 5, verse 14. I've already shown you four of them. Né? Romans 16, 16. 1 Corinthians 16, 20. Um, 2 Corinthians 13, 12. 1 Thessalonians 5, 26. Now, First Peter. It says, greet one another with a kiss of love. Hey, pastor, how are we going to obey this scripture in the church? Listen, you see, in Israel, the, the Jews, the way they used to greet each other was with a kiss. Just as like in South Africa, we hug one another. It was a show of affection. Some, even some cultures, they kiss each other. Yeah, it was, when you kiss your grandmother, you don't take it as incest or, yeah. So, it's like, it, it, it was like a show of affection. So, show affection one to another. That's what, that's what Paul was saying to the people. So, he says, in the church, show affection to each other. Church is quiet. That is why in Luke 22, when Judas betrayed Jesus and he came to show them and he kissed Jesus, Jesus asked him a question in verse 48. He said, Betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? Which is to say that what you are doing now is opposite to what you are bringing the people for. So you have come, you are showing me love by a kiss. But you have actually brought killers to come and kill me. That's why, that's why Jesus asked him that question. If he had given Jesus a handshake, wouldn't have had that question. Jesus wouldn't have had Because Jesus already knew that he was going to betray him. If he had said, so, Nanku, Jesus, there wouldn't have been any argument. But because he went beyond to show affection, Jesus was like, ah, Judas, what is this that you are doing? You are bringing people to come and kill me. And then you are also, the sign is a sign of pretense. Yeah. So whichever way we show affection, Paul is saying that, let's be affectionate in the church. Hallelujah. Meshach, you are disappointed. The way you were licking your lips last week. And then, because of, I said I will continue. Today you chose a special place to come. <laughs> last week you were sitting with Rena. No, how many of you were here last Sunday? He was sitting with Rena and Claude. Yeah, but when we said we are going to continue, he has chosen a special place to sit today, just in case. Pastor says that. Try it on your neighbor. <laughs> Even Tyler has moved from behind the keyboard to get a special seat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number six. Let's move forward. Number six. First Thessalonians chapter four. Another thing we must do in the church. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 
Paul is speaking, verse 13, he's saying that I would not, he said, but I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them that sleep. I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them that sleep, that ye sorrow not as they which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus came, died, and rose again, so them also that sleep will God bring with him to him, or will God bring to him. This we speak to you, he says, these things, we speak them to you by the word of the Lord. That they which are alive and remain will by no means prevent them that sleep. He's explaining something, so just follow it. Then 16, he says, for the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout at the voice of the archangel and with a trump. And they which sleep or they which are dead shall rise or shall be caught up, shall rise. And they we will remain who are alive and remain shall be caught up with them in the cloud. And we shall be with the Lord and so shall it be forever. Then 18, he says, wherefore, comfort them with these words. Now, the next thing is to comfort one another. Alright? Paul was, the church of Thessalonica was faced with a situation where people had died in the church. And people were very sorrowful. And people were, were, were sad in the church. And death is part of life. Not only death, but disappointment. Brokenheartedness. It's all part of life. That's why the first thing Jesus said about the anointing, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon, uh, is upon me because he has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. The first thing the anointing was going to do was to heal brokenhearted, solve disappointments, discouragement, all these things. In the church as we go, things happen. People write exams, they don't pass, or they don't pass well enough, but they need somebody to comfort them. People go, opportunities slip by, some marriages don't work, unfortunately. People die. And if I'm in the church, I would need to have comfort in the church and from the church. May nobody die in the name of Jesus. But it says, comfort one another. Console one another. When people are disappointed, console them. Don't come and say, Chocho, I told you. Yes, I told you so. No, you didn't listen. Stubborn guy. Comfort them. Be with them. Say, look, it is well. You will make it. It's not the end of the world. There's a better option. Sometimes people's relationships break. The boy says he's in love with you. You have given him all of your heart and your liver as well. No, just to seal it, you gave your heart, then you added your liver. Then suddenly, he goes to Deban. He sees a yellow bone Debanite. And he comes back and he says, look. Said, I love you, but I lied. You lied how? When I gave you my 
my heart and I gave you my liver as well. You say you are you you lied. The person's heart is broken. That's where you come in and you console the person. Say, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. There's another guy. Another guy will come. It's good this guy leaves you now so that the better guy will come. You console the person. One day I had a church and we were moved out of the church. Like we were thrown out. Now, we had, we, we had been given notice that we were being thrown out. So we got another place. And there was, it was a Catholic church. Something beautiful like this. And they wanted to give us their home to meet there. No problem. Everybody was happy in the church. There was a buzz in the church. Just before we went, Friday, we went to, we were going to pay off the money and collect the keys. When we went, the, 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 the goons were there, the gurus were sitting there. Then they asked us to sit down. So I sat down. And I said, I was with Chipper, I think so. And I sat down. And I sat down. They started to talk. Then there was this guy who had suddenly appeared in the meeting. Very unspiritual, very uncontrollable, very. Every bad word you can think about in the English dictionary applies to him. Look, by the time he finished talking, the people, the meetings, they, they started the meeting by giving us rules. Things we shouldn't do, things, those, they were all fine with us. Because the things they were asking for, they had not, we shouldn't take their members. Even the type of members you have, I mean, God have mercy on us, we don't like them. We don't like them. We, we don't like them. They are your members, why should we like them? We are a loyalty church. We don't take people's members. So they were giving us all. So we're just waiting for them to finish. By the time the guy finished speaking, the mulligan who was there, by the time he finished speaking, yes, that's what happened. They said they won't give us the place again. I'm telling you. We left the place confused depressed, broken hearted. Because, I mean, you have a church of almost 200 people. You don't know where to take them to because it's Friday. Where do you take them to Saturday? Hey! As I left on my way, I, I, I think I called Bishop Mukim the next day and I told him that, Bishop, look, the situation we are in is, is unbearable. Then he started to laugh. I mean, if he was close to me. <laughs> oh, no. He started to laugh. Then he said something. He said, they have just moved you a step closer to your own church building. Yeah, that's what he said. They, they have just moved you a step closer to your own church building. So struggle it out a little, but have this in mind. I went to find, so from there I went to find 
a soccer field. And I put the church in the center. Center of the pitch. Open air church. Yeah. Yeah. You can be preaching and cows will be passing by. Madagascar is not the first place that you do a crusade and a cow will pass by. I mean, you can be preaching in a powerful Sunday service and a cow will come and pass. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's where you know whether God has called you or not. But five months later, five, I think so, yeah, five months later, we moved into our own church building, just as Bishop Glufio said. Just as he comf- just the same words he comforted me with were in our church building. Yeah. Comfort the person. That, people should be able to come to church and feel like crying. And when they are crying, somebody will rub their hands. Yeah. It is well. It is well. It is well. Don't cry. You will make it. If you are falling down. Don't cry. You will make it. The righteous man falleth seven times, but seven times he rises again. Yeah. You'll make it. Your job has spoiled. Don't worry. A better opportunity is coming. Comfort one another. Number two. I hear my time is up. Number two. Provoke one another unto good works. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24. The Bible says, let us consider one another to provoke one another and or to provoke unto love and unto good works. Yeah. He says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and unto good works. One of the common things in the church should be that people are provoked unto good works. Do you get it? What, what do I mean provoke? Stand up, inspired unto good works. Inspired unto good works. Yeah. Inspired unto good works. People in the church should be inspired to go to school. Yeah. As they come to church, they should, they should see you and say, Wow! You say you are, you are what? Eh! I also want to be like you. I'm going to study harder. I was going to do uh, um, tourism, but since I saw you, I'll rather do law. I'll do law. Yeah, people should be inspired in the church. People should be inspired in the church to marry. Hello? People should be inspired in the church to marry. Not to just fool around. It says, provoke them unto love and good works. Oh, look, let's fool around and then in the 11th hour, we will turn and then we will go to heaven. <laughs> My God. People should be inspired to marry. Meshach, oh, what do you think? Instead of living as, I mean, semi halots, God forgive us. But it's like we are there, we are just fooling around, sleeping with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. No. Just marry. Let's marry. Let's do things properly. Amen. Let's bring some respect. Amen. Yeah. Let's marry. Not smashing and grabbing. People should be inspired 
to serve the Lord. When they interact with you, they should be inspired to serve the Lord. Not that any time you are with them is just, I mean, talking about nothing. What you are talking about is not evil, but it's just nothing. A lot of nothingness. When they interact with you, they are full, they are filled with nothing. While we were talking. But by the time they finish with you, they should feel like praying a little more. They feel like learning another scripture. Today as I was coming, the children in the car, they were quoting scriptures. I said, wow, I want to be like these guys. Yeah, I mean the way they were rattling the scriptures in the car. I was listening and hey. Wow. God bless their Sunday school teacher. Inspiring them to good works. If we had learned scriptures like that when we were young, I mean, at least we would have covered basic scriptures. Do you get the basic Christian scriptures? You would have known them already. May you inspire your neighbor to good works. Your neighbor should feel like, have you read this book? Oh, I read this book. I was so blessed. Maybe you should also read it. Your neighbor should feel like that as they interact with you. Not that as they interact, oh, they know. I want to do a hair. Hmm. I wish I could get a very long hair that it comes even, even to my waistline. Because, you know, the modern girls who are coming, they are really, really on it. So I have to up my game. So I'm doing a hair that when you, when, when you are walking, you can, it can even trip you. It's so long that it can, look. Absalom, if Absalom had a cheese cup, he would, he would have never died in the Bible. I'm telling you. I mean, if Absalom was like Mr. Kariba, he would have never died in the Bible. How did Absalom die? He was riding a horse. Then he passed under a tree. Then his long hair, it got caught in the tree. And then the horse went. Yeah, the horse the horse, because as for the horse, nothing has caught the horse. So the horse continued only to find Absalom to find out that he was hanging by the hair. Yeah. If he had a scissors, he would have just cut off. But you, you say, hey, my Brazilian hair. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to hang there. I'm going to hang there with it. I'm hanging there with it. Number three, number three. Colossians 3.13, my time is up. It says, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man had ought against the other, as Christ forgave you, so must you also forgive. I said, so that there will be love in the church. So that when everybody is in the church, everybody will be happy. We must learn to forgive one another. Jesus said, offenses, they must needs come. Jesus said, it's necessary. It's like the things, just as you need oxygen to live. Jesus also said, you need offenses. It's like, it's necessary that offenses come. That they come. So as for offenses, you'll be sitting in the church, somebody will offend you. In some, by all means, has somebody offended you in the church before? Can I ask who it is? It's okay. Has somebody offended you? Has somebody offended you? 
Even you, you are on offense. You yourself, you are on offense. We, I don't even want to talk about you yourself. Mr. Can somebody offended you before? Yeah. I mean, you were just sitting somewhere quietly. You came to the church and your shepherd asked you to come and sit here. Now the whole church has joined the pastor to claim that you came to sit here because we are going to do holy kiss. Yeah. You, you, you get it? This is the church. This is the church. Abby, has somebody offended you before? Have you also offended somebody before? Yeah. If you have a gun, by all means, you will be offensive. If you are moving around with a gun, I mean, can you imagine? Even there's an advert on TV. There's a woman with a gun in any time. Since my, I, my wife never knew that there was a gun. So one day I showed her that, oh, that woman sitting there, the gogo, she has a gun. From that day, she saw the lady with the gun. She's irritated with the advert up to today. Offended. So you can imagine when you come to church, how offended my wife is. So that we can live together, we have to forgive one another. First, he says, let's tolerate one another. Then number two, he says, let's forgive one another. Yeah. So, I mean, you can imagine, as a pastor, I'm sure I offend a lot of people. I mean, when I, when I talk about short people, it's not nice at all. I mean, I wouldn't wish that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, seriously speaking. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think we should choose, we should use Wayne's, Wayne's, Wayne, Wayne, please stand up for them to see something. Just for one second. Okay, I see you. You're also an offense, but I see. Wayne, Wayne, stand up, let me show them something. I think this is a strategy to make you taller. You can add, grow the hair upwards. You'll be taller. Somebody say amen. But that is the church. You get it? Some, these, are, these things I'm talking about, they are just small, small, but I'm talking about real things. Look, recently, a, a, a sister lost their mother in the church. And we, we, we said, oh, let's organize for some people to go for the funeral. On the way, they had an accident. No, nobody, not fatal accident. But an accident such that they couldn't continue the trip. In the night, they couldn't continue their trip. So they they had to wait and the funeral was in the morning. They were traveling in the night together in the morning. Then they had this issue. They couldn't move. They had to call a truck to come and tow them and the car to the nearest place of civilization to fix the car. By the time they fixed the car, the person was already being buried. And they were still maybe about another six hours away. So they had to come back. I mean, the person can be offended. Say, eh, in my time of grief, nobody came. Look, we didn't come. Sometimes you don't know the whole story. Even if it's our, our fault. Learn to forgive. Because when you don't forgive, what is going to happen is that you lose your relationship with the person. Even when you are right, learn to forgive. Yeah, there's no husband and wife without forgiveness. There's no. I mean, if you are married to a guy like me, oh, you have to forgive. Ah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. People like me, you need that scripture Jesus told the disciple, you have to, for how many times do you have to forgive? 70 times 7. 
in a day. Uh-huh. I am that scripture. I am that scripture. I, I am that scripture. Yes. He, he Jesus looked at me, then he quoted that scripture. He said, forgive Daniel Harley. 70 times 7, which is 490 times in a day. Then tomorrow you start again. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. <laughs> number four. Because time is flying. What's number four? Minister one to another. First Peter chapter four. First Peter chapter four. What scripture are we looking for? I think we are looking for ten. Bible says in verse 8 that we should have fervent love one for another. For love covers a multitude of sin. Yeah. Then it says, verse 9, it says, practice hospitality. Use hospitality in the system. Be nice. When people come to you, cook. Sometimes you visit ladies, it's like you have visited a boy. There's nothing to eat. Nothing to nibble on. No, serious. No, 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 no. Sometimes you visit when you come, there's nothing, Leah. Nothing. If you if you don't come with your own pizza and your own Coca-Cola, there will be nothing. It's like you have visited a boy. Yeah. No, no, not even chips. Even Simba chips. Just simple chips. Jody. Not even a cup of tea. Your hairstyle is very nice. Not even a cup of tea. Misha. No, Tyler is very serious. No, you come, you sit on the floor and they will even give you a cup of tea. Or even one sweet or even cold water. Just, oh, some water to quit. No. I says, let's practice hospitality. I say hospitality. Let there be hospitality in the church. Then the next verse, it says, as every man has received a gift, let him so minister. one to another. Let's minister to each other. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And let him that speaketh speak of the oracles. And him that ministers minister of the gift which God has given him. That God may be glorified in all things. That praise will be to the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen. It says we should minister one to another. To minister means to help. A minister is a helper. To help. Help one another. Attend to one another. It's not everything that you do in the church that must be money related. And when I do, give me money. No. Because I climbed the ladder to go up to clean the Give me money. 
No, minister, do something. Help. Help. And even not just in the church, but with one another. Help one another. Help one another. There was a day we had a contract. We were signing a contract in Deban. Very complex lease. When I, I was moving outside when I saw Terrence. Then I remembered somebody said he's a lawyer. I don't know, but somebody said he's a lawyer. I mean, I still don't know. I mean, I, no, do you know? Were you there when he graduated? Have you seen his certificate? So why are you arguing with me? You are just like me. Did you see him at the bar? <laughs> so I said, brother, what's your email address? He gave me some legal email address. So I forwarded it to you. I said, go through this list and advise us. Yes, then I, then I sent it to him. Then later, he sent me a response. Okay, this, that, that. We should take care of it. We should change this. I said, good. Up to today, I'm waiting for his invoice to say, um, it, I took two and a half hours to go through this, this your list. I'm like, ah, how slowly do you read that you take two and a half hours to read this thing? <laughs> yeah. Minister, help. Help. Some of you have many ways that you can help. Look, there are many ways that we can help one another. Last week, somebody was discussing with me in the office how we can help each other's businesses. Yeah, in the church. How we can help each other's businesses. And then she talks, so we can do it. Like, maybe I am into nails. And you are into... Hammers. <laughs> so I bring my nail, you bring your hammer. And then we, we just... No, I started from there. <laughs> yeah. By the time the person finished talking, the person revealed a problem to me that, and the problem, the solution to the problem is that the person needs an architect. I said, don't worry. I have an architect. I'll give you one. I said, don't worry. By Sunday, I'll give you a, a trustworthy architect. Yeah. I said, wow. I said, where? I said, in the church. Where is the, I said, last Sunday, if I remember very well, you were sitting just by the architect. You just didn't know that this was an architect. Your help is just next to you. Yeah, just next to you. That should be, that should be the seat. Check, check your neighbor. Who are you sitting by? It could be, it could be the person who will help you. Check, just check. You never know. You never know. That's why you should never sit by somebody without introducing yourself if you don't know the person or smiling at the person or something. You never know who it is. And don't be rude to people you don't know. Look, one day I met a girl. We were coming to church. So I met her downstairs. And I said, hello. She said, hello. And she gave me one of those, your looks. I don't know where that. It's a genetic default setting or something. So I look at her. And I also have a standard smile. 
for people like that, Jeff. Hi, how you doing? So the outward man is smiling, but the inner man. Then she went into the church. About half an hour later, they were introducing the new pastor of the church. Guess who the new pastor was? Yours sincerely, myself. Yeah. And I was preaching, and I took the mic to preach. And there she was. And she's like, these high and mighty people who sit usually on the second row. They are not pastors. They don't want to be pastors, but they control the church. <laughs> no, always what the second row. They are always there. <laughs> Look, it saddens me to say that usually they are on the second row. Bishop will be around very soon. Bishop will be around very soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the bench, she was sitting there and then I started to preach. Yeah, I just, I just preach nicely and then I finish like I usually do. And I finish. Then now people were coming to say hello to me. Then, in the as they kept coming, then here cometh Cruella, <laughs> the ugly stepmother, <laughs> or the wicked stepmother. Minister, want to help one another. There are a lot of you in the university here. Well, we have grade 10, grade 12, grade 11 people who are struggling in various things. It has not even occurred to you to take someone in front. How, how, how is your school work going? How can I help? I said, it has not even occurred to me. Many people struggle with a simple, a simple subject like mathematics. Many people are not gifted. I mean, there are many people, when they see numbers, they become. I mean, numbers. 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 I mean, if you were Noah, there would have not been an ark. Yeah. Because a lot of numbers. Because when God appeared to Noah, he told, build it this way, this shall be that, this meters, this, this centimeters, this, this. I mean, if Noah wasn't good with mathematics, he would have said, hey, God, just tell me to build a box. And then we'll just build a box. But unfortunately, there are many people like that. Can't add, can't subtract. Some can add, cannot multiply. Some can multiply, cannot divide. Which is what? Algebra, eh? Plus, minus, board maths. Yeah, that's board maths. Brackets, off, division, multiplication, addition, subtract. Some of you are already lost. Before 
we enter into dy, dx, and hey, integration and differentiation, calculus. One day, my wife was teaching somebody mathematics. The person was going to write matric. Had maybe two days or three days before the, the exam. So my wife decided, let me go and help. As they were doing that, then they got to. They saw my wife was saying, tan tita over sin tita or cos tita. This, that. At a point, the girl lifted up her hand. <laughs> Look, believe me, all my stories are true. And I don't tell lies, especially on a Sunday, no. She lifted up her hand, Abby. These guys, they won't believe me, so let me tell only you. <laughs> what, what position do you have in the police force? No, you, you. Constable. Listen, constable. The honorable constable. The lady lifted up her hand, and she asked the most bizarre question I have ever heard. In my life, she said she asked my wife, What is Tita? When she asked the question, not that I don't understand how we got to no her main worry was why are you saying Tita? Tita, what is Tita? Not that find the answer for Tita. It's like this Tita you are mentioning, what is it? I, I was sitting there, I gave up. I don't, I don't easily give up on people, but that day, I gave up. When I was going home with my wife, I told my wife, even a miracle cannot save this girl. Even a miracle. Yeah. If an angel appears at dawn to come and put the questions and the answers in her head. Look, when she gets to the exam, she will not be able to tell the difference between the questions and the answers. Yeah. Because she doesn't know Tita. But there are, there, are, there are people in the church who don't. If you like, ask your neighbor, what is Tita? Number five, I close on this one. I said I close on, I close on this one. Are you arguing about Tita? We have to give somebody that name in the church, Tita. <laughs> no, I knew a guy called Costita. So, but help one another. Sometimes people need small help. Some of you have clothes that you don't wear anymore. You see a brother, he's always coming to church with the same shirt. Same shirt. Help. As you are busy, say, this Christmas, I'm going to buy myself 17 shirts. Why don't you buy 16 shirts and buy one shirt for somebody else? Shoes. Some of you have shoes. There's nowhere to even store them. Yeah. There's nowhere to store the shoes. The room is full. Nowhere to store the shoes. Meanwhile, you see a sister, her shoe has done 
I mean, it's on a gradient. Yeah. When he's come, he's always walking like this. And you are saying that, oh, this guy, he has a, a slick way of walking. It's not the way he walks. When he stands, if he doesn't balance himself like that, he will tip over. So he has to balance. It's a stand. It's a survival strategy. Because if he doesn't go like that, sure. anytime he's walking, he says, ah, the topography of the ground is not uh, good at all. Meanwhile, it's, the ground is level. Though. It's the shoe. The shoe that makes him always lean. I don't want to say it today. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you have a lot of them. Bless somebody with one. This Christmas, bless somebody with something. I said this Christmas, bless somebody with something. Bless somebody. Help somebody. Even the hair, the hair. The hair. Some of you wear hair, you take it off. It can be used again. It can be used again. You see this sister always pompido. Pomp- and the hair is not a... Do you know pompido? The one that they catch... What do they call it? Lipondo. Lipondo. Okay, Lipondo. She always has Lipondo. Not because Lipondo is her favorite style. That's all she can do. Is this Lipondo? Yes. She has a Lipondo. Yeah. Please do her hair for me. Uh, uh, Prudence. Did I say Prudence? Yeah. Please do her hair for me, okay? This one. Christmas hair. Smile in English. You see that? Stand up, let me show you. You see that lady with the corner nicely? She'll do your hair for your Christmas present from me to you. Okay. Yeah. Always Lipondo. Meanwhile, you have hair. I said you have hair that you don't use. You are not planning to use again. You can bless somebody with it. Let somebody say amen. Amen. Number five. James chapter five. Verse 16. It says, confess your faults one to another. And pray one for another. I'm not even on confess your faults. I'm on pray one for another. One of the common things we should do in the church is to pray for each other. This week we are going to pray for one another. I said, this week we are going to pray for one another. I says, pray for one another. Look, anybody you pray for, you become concerned about the person. Even your enemies. One of the ways to forgive people who have offended you is to pray for them. Yeah. When you pray for them, your heart will melt. Your heart will become soft. Because you are talking to God. As for God, you can't lie to him. You can't be saying, God bless him, whilst you are thinking that God kill him. Kill him. God, kill him before I kill him. When you kill him, nobody can charge you with murder. But if you don't, I'll kill him. No, pray for one another. As a church, we must pray for one another. Your neighbor must know that you are praying for them. That's why we sang this. I pray for you. 
You pray for me. I love you. I need you to. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to. You must pray for Spume. You must pray for Madeline. Madeline, you must pray for Spume. Look, when we pray for one another, all this jealousy, envy, all these things will stop quarrels. They will stop. I'm praying for you. You are my prayer project. Why would I come and now be quarreling with you when I'm praying for you? Hey, Pastor, believe me, myself, I don't get time to pray for myself. I yourself that Look, start by praying for your neighbor. You will get time to pray for it. Stand to your feet. Find a neighbor. You are going to pray for the neighbor right now. Find a neighbor. Find your neighbor. This is your prayer person for the week. So when you are choosing, choose where. And don't leave your neighbor. Stand with your neighbor. Don't go for another neighbor. Choose, keep your neighbor. Yeah. Good. Joe doesn't have a neighbor. Okay. Ask your neighbor. If you don't know your neighbor's name, ask your neighbor, what's your name? Do I have your number? This week I'm going to pray for you. Promise your neighbor, this week I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. Then ask your neighbor, what do you want me to pray about? What do you want me to pray about? She wants you to pray about a secret. Pray about a secret. Oh. The church will be will be stronger. The church will be stronger. Because people will be will be bonded in the spirit one to another with love. Hey, when you walk into the church, you yourself you'll be surprised. You'll be asking yourself, what a church? What type of church is this? Where people pray one for another. They forgive each other. They love each other. They support each other. They minister to each other. Oh. Lift your hands and just thank God for your neighbor. Just thank God for such a wonderful neighbor that you have. Such a wonderful neighbor that you have. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we bless you. 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 Prando lobo sipando skipalaya. Pilola palelo sipale kasko talios kipalaya. Mato sipale kosi kayalaba. Rapadodos kipelelelo satulia skipalaba. Prando lobo sipando skipada. Brante padaka. I pray for you.
the anointing of God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We give you glory. We give you glory. It's dripping. It's dripping. It's dripping. It's dripping. It's dripping. It's dripping, 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 it's dripping upon us, it's dripping upon us, it's dripping upon us. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory, we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. You are here this morning, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you know in your heart that you are not born again. If you are to die today, you will not go to heaven. But you want to go to heaven when you die. If you are here like that, with every eye closed, I want to pray with you to invite Jesus into your heart. And say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand, I want to pray with Every eye closed, every head bowed, lift up your right hand, I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head. But pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If your hand is up, come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Encourage them, please. Encourage them. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. I'll pray with you. Thank you. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Let your presence and your power fill them to serve you and to live for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, Contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.